0: Welcome back to Fig Fix, your YA fangirl podcast. Where Rochelle, that's me, and Kiana, that's me, invite you to our discussion on young adult books we recommended to each other. Spoilers very much included, friends. Beware the spoilers.
1: For everything fix and to stay connected, visit our website, FickFix.wordpress.com. That's F-I-C-F-I-X.wordpress.com. And follow us at Facebook.com slash podcast. So, get your ships ready to sail, because it's time for this week's fix.
0: This book, was just amazing. It was so amazing. We were gonna read Cinder, but we didn't.
1: Right, which was my recommendation. And then I read it, and you read a little bit of it, and then I told you you read all of not. it. No, I read Like I read a significant chunk of it, and then mm-hmm. I was like, I am at this point forcing myself to read it. Mm-hmm. It just, it was a recipe for like the first episode where we talk about a book we hate it mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and i felt like i don't think i would hate it if i read it under the right circumstances but i just wasn't ready for cinder mm-hmm. but the night circus i don't think i was ready for it either it just like took me mm-hmm. to another world another it was
0: dimension amazing it was like reading a movie that's really how i felt about it
1: yeah, let's breeze through this amazing, amazing book.
0: Oh gosh, oh my gosh, where where to even start? Okay, first of all, I loved it. Second of all, it was totally different from what I was imagining. Like mm-hmm. I I thought it was YA, and it is kind of, but it's also kind of. It's like it has the elements of fantasy of YA and the amazing story building of YA, and it has why it starts off with YA ish. Aged characters, although they they're like 30 by the end of the book. Um Yeah. I think so. They're like in their late twenties. But it it's kind well, of like yeah, an adult with paste. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I really
1: well, I mean they Go ahead. there was um there's kind of a disparity in the age and time in general. By the way, time is fucking circular again. Hello. Um Oh but... my god, <laughs> the end of the book, I was
0: like, no nah! <laughs> lost my mind. <laughs> For a but, millisecond. Um,
1: what was it? Oh, like, yeah, you know, like, there's um basically a 10... No, how old is the circus? 13, 13, I would say the 15-year span, mm-hmm. um, where no one's aging. Hmm. So I guess that gives them some leeway. Yeah, I mean, towards the end of that, they would be in their 30s-ish.
0: Yeah, but, I, did, I did the math. But their bodies
1: technically stopped aging.
0: Oh, I guess that's like true. 20. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it was kind of Y-A-E, YA-ish, um, but I definitely thought when I picked up the book, for some reason, I knew it was about a circus, I knew it was about magic, but for some reason, in my head, I had the image of it being a book about, like, two acrobats, and them, like, competing that way, like, for some reason. And I was, like, mildly disappointed that it wasn't because I was so ready for some badass acrobatic competitions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm... I guess from... um, Not a synopsis. On the back of the book, it has, like, the opening lines of the book itself Mm -hmm. printed on the back instead of a synopsis. And then the cover art itself, I knew that it was going to be more... I thought it was going to be like circus ringleaders, circus the circus.
0: I guess that's what I was thinking too. And that's why I was thinking more like acrobatics or. I never imagined that it was about. Magic. Magic, but a very adult illusionist magic, right? It's not like yeah, YA fantasy. For sure. mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's very adult. But, but like, it's so adult and so mature that there's like zero nudity, you know, I don't know. I feel like when you put, like, a mature rating on something, you kind of expect gore, drugs, sex, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. This has, like, beyond that. Like, this is, like, the great
0: generation mature,
1: you know? Right. <laughs> it's
0: like... it's a, definitely, like, a PG-13 movie that it has, like, a serious tone to it, but it doesn't really have mm-hmm. any adult themes. Like, there's nothing about it's it that the would morality. make it... Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, the question behind the book and, like, you know, ethics and things, that's where the mature level comes in. Mm-hmm. We're just asking you serious questions, but, like, it's not a lemon. And the tone of the
0: voice, too. Yeah, for sure. And just, oh my gosh, I think, for me, the moment at the end when you realized that it was Widget's story. Yeah, huh? That I was like, this is, this is a movie. Like, I was just like, that's crazy. And for me, I was like, this is an adult book because... It was so well thought out from beginning to end. Yeah, it was paced perfectly. It all tied together with Bailey's story and their story, like converging in the timeline. Yeah, it's a fucking circle, Kiana. It was. It was a fucking <laughs> circle. This is a. Oh my gosh, I lost my mind. And although at the very end, when it was, um, oh god, Bailey's business card, and it mm. had an email address on it, I laughed for so long. Listen, when it went to the email it.
1: address, I was like, what the hell? Because I, I know. first of all, that doesn't make any sense. This is taking place like in a time before computers.
0: Well, I mean, I think the book starts in what hold on, let me check. It starts it's like in the 1800s. Yeah. So, I think what it means is that they live. Bailey stopped aging, right? And the, the yeah. circus continues, and the, his story, um, Widget's story, is happening kind of in the contemporary sense, right? Because you yeah. are reading it right now, whenever the book was published, up to like, you know, email's probably going to exist forever. Yeah. Maybe. Like till the
1: 90s. I mean, it's not even an AOL account, so. You know, this This is pretty recent.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think it's supposed to make you feel like it's happening right now. Like the circus still exists. I just exists.
1: thought it was dumb. I didn't like it very much either. Yeah, I thought it was kind of like they both die at the end, like moon filters all over the place. Like I felt like mm-hmm. that's what that was, that moment where I was it definitely, like... Definitely, oh,
0: yeah. It stop. felt like too... It pulled me too much out of the story because I I like, I like liked the thought that it still happened, that the circus still exists, I mean um the thought that it like exists now contemporarily and that you're reading something that's happening that happened that is happening and like the weird timeliness of it all. But I definitely feel like what I love so much about the book was that like Victorian esque element to it, even though it's like centuries after the Victorian era. Just like that oh, it's old sure. fashioned.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what makes it romantic, right? That's mm-hmm. why you can forgive the pace and why the even just the verbiage And the way people act are, you know, it all fits in that timeline. The Mm -hmm. circus itself belongs in that period. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. You you know, if you think of a circus or, like, a county fair, like, they're pretty equivalent nowadays. Mm Mm-hmm. A little trashy, gonna be dirty, popcorn all over the place, and expensive for no reason. Expensive for no
0: reason. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: yeah, I mean, that part of it... I kind of ignored. (laughs) I was like, it's not an email address. I'm just going to delete it from my brain. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was amazing that it was a widget story. I kind of felt sad in a way. I mean, just the fact that it was ending was really melancholic because I just Mm -hmm. didn't want this story to end really like you. I was a revere or I don't know how you say it. I was a circus lover. Mm -hmm. I had my red scarf on. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just didn't want it to end. I wanted the night to go on forever. And, you know, just that ending was kind of just like, (laughs) meh.
0: Yeah, although I don't feel like it could have ended differently. Like, I like that it wasn't a super happy ending. Like, I really appreciated the fact that they say, like, this could have ended differently, where it was, like, really happy for everyone, and it didn't. You know, because you still have free will and you can make choices beyond what, like, Poppet saw in the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't a super happy ending. It was, but it wasn't an awful ending either, right? So they're still together, right. even though they're kind of trapped in the circus.
1: I guess that's what I hated was the fact that we thought that um, it would end, like, it ended, but in. It didn't. It's just a continuing cycle. Like it continues and continues even just the fact of the game continues and continues and continues and it sucks that it didn't break the cycle. Instead, Bailey kind of just wrote himself into it to keep it going Mm -hmm. and now Widget and Poppet are also kind of stuck.
0: Mm -hmm. Although I don't know. I think that's what it was implying. Like I, I kind of like it because it adds that darkness to it. Like it's a little bit of a curse, but they also love it, so it's like, you know, it's like somewhere in between a curse and a blessing that they can continue it because they love it so much. Everyone at the right. circus loved it. Celia. Celia? <laughs> really? <We> can- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Call her whatever you want
0: because
1: <laughs> she's just a mystified
0: person now. That's true. Doesn't have a body. Um, she didn't want the circus to stop, so I feel like... And then Widget kind of says it at the end too. Um like I don't I don't I don't feel like it's a curse. He kind of says that to kind of counterbalance it, but I do like it that it ended kind of on a dark tone. I was kind of into yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I guess I understand it though. Um I kind of feel like just this rivalry that Prospero, Hector, Bowen and Mr. AH have mm-hmm. like that is going to exist for as long as the two of them exist. And as far as we know, they're freaking immortal. Um, and we, you know, we don't really visit that as much. Mm-hmm. But as a result, I felt like everything that their rivalry and their game kind of creates, which the circus is, you know, a result of them as well, it's going to exist as long as they exist, too.
0: Although they kind of separate themselves from it right at the end right like he they both they both basically are like we're not part of this anymore i guess it ended in a draw but i agree that it doesn't stop future players from existing
1: oh do you think that that means because i thought it was going to end where now widget and Poppet were against each other like that's how i thought i legitimately thought but now i have a new theory now hearing you say that that Him and Hector signing over their role in the circus allows Widget, Poppet, and Bailey to now live a normal life until, and like, to expire naturally. Do you think that that's what happened?
0: Well, I definitely think that they are no longer, that Mr. H and um, Hector Bowen are no longer part of the duel. And that Celia and Marco and the circus aren't tied to them anymore. That's the impression I got. But at the end, we do, Bailey has a Gmail (laughs) address, but that might be Celia and Marco's doing, right? Because that was their enchantment that kind of stopped people from aging. But I do think that the circus is now independent of that. I feel like the duel ended, it ended in a draw, and the circus continues to exist, but it's separate from the duel. Gosh, I'm going to write fan fiction now, (laughs) explaining how,
1: like, and then, you know, that was basically, like... Widget and Poppet and Bailey coming to the decision that they wanted things to end. They were done with their life and they were good. And then they died holding hands or something.
0: Oh, Sweet baby angels.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, they were amazing though. I mean, let's talk about the players in okay this book. Celia and Marco? Yeah. And then the other characters as well. Okay. Because Tsukiko... Damn, she was my was favorite.
0: My <laughs> yeah, right? I think... I think- the moment she taught, I mean, my mind was blown when you found out that she used to be a player, and mm-hmm. just that hint of that story and that her, the her competitor and kind of hinted at the the person she was in love with. Even though I don't know if it was romantic or just like the fact that they were bound together, just, yeah, it was like very ambiguous. But like that she's a pile of ash. I mean, there was just so much that it was so dark and so interesting and compelling about her story. I loved it. I loved it. And it was so brief.
1: Like, her actual story was so brief. But she was such a significant part of the book itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I felt like when you first meet her and you notice that she has all the runes. We were already introduced to the runes in Marco's book. So I was like, already from that point, I was like, Oh, okay, so she's obviously going to be a bigger character. Like, there's a reason Chandresh is like fawning over her, you know, these runes are, like, something important. But then it completely like got wiped from my memory. Yeah, I didn't catch it. it.
0: I, I'm i changing my mind. Chandrash is my favorite character. Is he? <laughs> I'm so in love with him. Like, I just thought he was the best. I loved him. I mean, at the end, obviously, it felt so bad for him. He really got the short end yeah. of the stick in in kind of i mean no tara did really but
1: uh, part of me feels like chandresh got it worse than tara
0: that's true i felt so bad for him but i loved his character at the beginning i don't know he was just so i don't know i just loved him you know he was like that enigmatic
1: like businessman he does this he does that he has ideas and he makes them come to life And then, like, the circus literally drained him because. And Marco did too, yeah. You know, but yeah. And and it was that idea of, like, I feel like he was such a free spirit and he was so used to being able to just decide for himself that losing that ability, losing his freedom, basically, Mm -hmm. completely broke him down, Mm -hmm. which makes so much sense when you think about it. Like, of course, that would send him into his just, like, depressive state. Right, in this kind of, yeah. I really liked um, uh, Air Friedrich Beeson. Oh my amazing. gosh,
0: he was an amazing character that started off as kind of no one, and then became so wonderful, <laughs> just became so wonderful. I loved him. Right,
1: like, I thought he was the narrator until he died. Oh, course. really? Like, Cause like everything that he felt about the circus, like mm. him being the original Revere or whatever it's called, I don't know how to speak. That's that how language. I would say it too. <laughs> <Okay, laughs> speak cool, that perfect. language, French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that magical language that <laughs> doesn't exist on my palate. Um, yeah, he was
0: amazing. Like everything he said and everything he felt,
1: like I completely bought into.
0: I loved him so much, and I, I honestly didn't think he was gonna die. Right. I oh thought that gosh. the whole like the knife and kind of all the foreshadowing. I thought for sure that Shendresh was going to stab Marco. Like that's where I thought it was going with it. Me
1: too. Mm-hmm. Like I thought. I thought it would have been like almost kind of a lover's court, qu- like very passionate murder. Well, like, also that's how what I thought.
0: Also, because it's kind of hinted at, like. But he gets it stuck in his brain like he has no shadow. He's, like, starting to get suspicious of Marco, yeah. um, which is why I was a little bit confused of why he he threw it at um, Mr. A.H. No, no, no. The no shadow thing was Mr. A.H. I know it started off there, but the chapter right before that happened, it was about Marco,
1: yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right.
0: So that's why I thought, like, oh, okay, so he has connected them in his mind, and now he's going to go after Marco. That's what I thought was going to happen. Oh, you were, like, way ahead of the game, girl. <laughs> but it didn't. And...
1: I, I don't know. I was just like, okay, like, who is he going to stab? I thought, like, maybe he was just going to make a show of it and, like, use it as a weapon to, like, get his freedom or will back or, you know, be like, release, you know, like, just really passionately Mm -hmm. like scream at whoever release me you know something like that and not do anything with it but he freaking threw the knife
0: i know (laughs) know. but i love i love your idea so much more because it's also hinted that he's kind of in love with marco like a little Mm -hmm. bit i just feel like that could have meant so much like you know like i know subconsciously that something bad is happening i'm suspicious of you i'm kind of in love with you i can't get over it you know like that would have made more, more sense to me although i can't say i disliked the story
1: oh my gosh i know but like he killed one of my favorite characters. oh my
0: god the best and character i felt
1: like i felt like so much of this was like set up by um what is, what is his name alistair Ala- alabaster who what does a stand for in mr a isn't it
0: alexander
1: Alicair or something? I feel like it's something. It's old.
0: Alexander. Oh, is it? I think so. Almost positive. Uh, giving him, like, magical names. <laughs> <Elvis>. <laughs> Alistair. <laughs> uh, that would make more sense. Um, but, I'm anyway, gonna look him. we talk about it.
1: Okay, so, I felt like he and Hector were really, like, setting up everything. Like, you know, him stepping aside for the blade and things like that. I felt, or, like, even the mm-hmm. train and Tara. Uh, yeah. I felt like they were setting this shit up. But go ahead. What were you going to say?
0: Oh, I was just going to say that, yes, I agree. I felt like it was a little bit forced, though. That that part just felt a little bit like, why? Like, why would they? But I was going to mm-hmm. say that uh, when Bailey goes to New York, I think, and they buy him yeah. a gray suit, like, I was like, like, my mind kind of blew up a little bit. I was like, he he's A. He's a time is circular. he's gonna get thrown into the past like that's honestly where my mind was going oh that's what you
1: thought oh my gosh i never made that connection but that's a beautiful theory
0: kiana right and i was like that's why he's important somehow
1: mm-hmm. but it I wasn't that. i was let's just
0: rewrite it let's like, rewrite this book it does
1: not need rewriting but let's rewrite it
0: let's do it <laughs>
1: That's wonderful. I felt like the thing is though, what's really great about this book is all of our theories could technically fit. Mhm. There's, you know, there's nothing that really solidifies that that's not the case. Mhm. It could still be the case. We don't know. I mean, you could mm-hmm. make it fit. Uh, we you could in fan make it fiction. Fit. For sure. Yeah, you really can.
0: Oh god. Um, one thing that I didn't particularly like about the book I loved Celia. I thought she was a pretty dynamic and interesting character. Marco, I felt like, was fairly flat. Like, I never really got to loving him or being... I just didn't really have that many feelings about him. I liked his... He was fine, I guess. Right? I didn't dislike him. Yeah, he was very much
1: an accessory character.
0: Right. Even though he was a main character... It really it felt like a flat romance. Like like a movie where they don't have the time to delve into like all the different facets of a character. I felt but... the same way about him with um
1: The Fortune Teller is Isabel Isabella? One
0: of those. I think it's Isabella.
1: I'm so sorry. Look, I finished this book a while ago. <laughs> I
0: know. I finished it like this week and I still don't remember. Oh, Isabel. I found it. It's Isabel. Isabel.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I felt the same about her character. Like, it is hard. There were a lot of characters. But like Marco is the main character. Yeah, I know. Marco is the main character. Isabella is basically, like, the next main tier of character. Right. And, you know, I mean, I even felt like Widget, Poppet, and Bailey were more developed.
0: They were. We definitely got more glimpses glimpses into their character. Than Marco, I really felt yeah. like, um, which was which was kind of disappointing, because I could never really get into the romance. I there was for me there was no fangirl moment, you know, when I was like, yes! I agree with you. It didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, no, I
1: completely agree with you. Which is why, okay, so I sent Kiana this gift, and it was basically like, oh, um, what part were like, you talking about? I never. So I hold on, I'm gonna explain it right. So it's this K. I don't remember who it was in the gift, but I think it was like um a K-pop boy band group member and he had like rose petals mm-hmm. and he was like madly scattering them, mm-hmm. right? So that part where they're at Chandrash's party mm-hmm. where um it's right before the moment where he gets obsessed and he hears a widget, no, he hears Poppet say or Widget say, he mm-hmm. has no shadow. Mm-hmm. Um just before that part it's when Celia and Marco have their little moment in in like this hallway adjacent to this vase that every time you pass by it rose petals fly all over the place oh and I don't know I so remember. that was supposed to be like a magical romance moment of the story you know like pushing that romance but I felt like it was so forced and so that's why I sent you that gift because it was like mm-hmm. he's like Really <laughs> trying to make the romance happen. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I felt about their whole romance. It, it was did. Like,
0: more rose petals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think if Marco's character was a little bit more developed, I think that it made way more sense from Celia's point of view because
1: mm-hmm.
0: she fell in love with him through experiencing the circus that he had helped create and so she was kind of like, I mean, I feel I feel like she knew him before she met him, and he just stalked her. I don't I don't even know. It was weird. Like he just didn't. There was so much about his background, like the fact that he had been adopted, the fact that um, that he had had this really weird isolated childhood. Like I feel like I wanted some more emotion from him some a little bit more emotional depth and that didn't really happen so that was the biggest disappointment in the book I think that was the only thing and that was the only thing that I really was hard for me to swallow I think
1: that was also the only thing that made it YA for me yeah
0: was definitely that the romance was a little bit
1: I mean it wasn't quick
0: at all I mean it you know right you grew. would think that That would be my favorite. That's normally my favorite kind of romance is like the slow ones. Yeah, but it wasn't well. It wasn't well
1: developed. Yeah, that's what it was. You, I don't think we know him enough to like him. No, I don't think so either. Like there was so much of it that was like this is the tall, handsome, mysterious man, but the mysterious part was like in bold, all caps, underlined, italicized, and like you were supposed to notice he's mysterious. You know, like the fact that he goes around with the face that's not his real face the fact that he's a part of the circus but only in the shadow mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like there are so many parts where he's like just his whole character it's like he's mysterious and you're like okay like i get it but like i can't ship him with celia Unless he stops being mysterious
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. for just a minute. Definitely. She definitely... I feel like her character went through a lot of growth overall from from the mm-hmm. very beginning until where she ended up. So that was definitely more enjoyable. And I'm glad she was more developed. But yeah, I don't know. I did like, though, how well the author balanced all the different characters and storylines and not even... And like so many minor characters had so much depth to them, like the reveres sorry french mm-hmm. people um oh my i know like we get
1: like a whole chapter of them um mm-hmm. with bailey i loved and, it like you feel like you
0: know them right they definitely felt like instantly like these are people that was really well done um oh yeah it was just so Even good. Bailey's
1: sister like she kind of had kind of like isabel she had like this really static role where, mm-hmm. you know, she was just supposed to be, like, Isabel's just supposed to be this jilted ex-lover mm-hmm. um, who um, is a kind person. You don't really know her, but you know that she doesn't mean harm, but mm-hmm. she did something bad, right? And then Bailey's sister is just supposed to be just, just the annoying sister. He, she's just supposed to represent the life that he never wanted,
0: mm-hmm. which kind of sucks because, <laughs> like, I love my sister. <laughs> I know. She was always so awful to him yeah yeah and, I agree, but she
1: was like supposed to be someone you, as a reader as well, easily forget because you know, Bailey essentially left his family and with no real remorse for it, it's more like a victory, like, yeah, boy, go get your own life,
0: yeah, definitely, oh man, but the I think the the star of the show for me is the magic and mm. all the tiny imagery details. Just completely from beginning to end, like how well thought out every single part of it was, like the rooms. And it was just all so interesting and evocative and different. And I think that really made the book.
1: Yeah. Is it safe to say that my favorite character was the circus?
0: Yes, I agree. My favorite character was the circus. My favorite character. I mean,
1: you know, the book itself and the circus like, forces you to breathe. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt throughout this whole book. Not only is the story paced so well, but you just kind of feel that the circus itself is a character. And every mm-hmm. time you step into a scene that takes place in the circus, which is not every scene in the book, but every time you step into a scene, or, or you get, like, one of those, um like, one-page stories where you're the first person experiencing the circus. Mm-hmm. It feels real. Like it feels like it's happening to you. And it was. It was just like I tasted, I smelled, mm-hmm. I felt I was there.
0: Mhm. I was, was there. Amazing. That was the yeah. best part of the book. Oh man, it was so good. So, I only have 9% battery, which means I have like one more minute of recording.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Let's wrap up our thoughts because I think there's not much more that we can do but gush.
0: I agree. There isn't much more to do but gush. And I feel like I still want to gush with you, but we can do that off air.
1: Well, let's let's record another story um, or another time where we talk about theories for this book. Because I feel like that could definitely fill at least another half hour. But I want to know what your favorite moment in this book
0: was. My favorite moment. God. Okay, you go first. I have to think. What was my favorite moment? I'm not sure.
1: Okay, hold on. Give me a few
0: seconds. Right, I don't remember. <laughs> My favorite
1: moment. Oh, I know. Okay. My favorite moment was... It was one of those moments where you're being put into the circus. first, Like, first person. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene where um, you step into the fortune teller's tent. Mm-hmm. And she, like, spills runes onto the table. And it's, like, stars. And she's, like, reading your stars. And you realize this is Puppet's tent. And, you know, she's doing her star reading for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Isabel would have, except without the tarot cards, she's using her own powers. And then she tells you that there are, like, many possibilities. You know, and it's kind of, like, up to you to decide where you go from there. And I was like, this is such an amazing, like, this is everything I love about the romance of this time period. And just... The imagery and everything, you know, like it's such a calypso kind of thing where she's just mm-hmm. like tossing rocks onto the table and telling you where the treasure is and then saying it's in it's in here and then like tapping you on the chest because it's in your heart. And you like, you know,
0: it was magical. That was my favorite moment. I love that. I totally didn't get that it was pop it until you said it right now. And that totally makes 1000% more sense. <laughs>
1: I love that. That was my favorite. That like I read it and I was actually at work reading it mm-hmm. and like I squealed. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "If mm. were like, what's so wrong cute. with you?" And I was like, "Nothing. <laughs> Everything is good." I love that world.
0: Um, I think that my I my favorite chapter I think or like my favorite moments in the book was when Bailey experienced the circus. The chapter where he's walking around with um Poppet and Widget, I loved it just because it was like. I, because i just love all three of them together and i loved that view of the circus and i loved just like everything about it and then my other just like in terms of imagery the scene where at the end um everyone is frozen and they walk through the tent where they're having the party marco walks through oh. was it marco who walks who walks through the tent bailey walks through the tent bailey um towards following marco um just that mo- that like the description and just like that everyone was caught. Oh my god, just like everything about that moment was so dark. And just like, oh, I just love that moment. I just thought it was such an interesting... I could just totally see it in my head. I loved it. So, just s- s- to sum up. Both
1: Kiana and I's OTP from the Night Circus is Bailey and Poppet and Widget.
0: <laughs> yes, the three of them. <laughs> the three of together. them. Together. I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I completely understand. Yeah. Uh, this is just a wonderful book. Would you recommend it?
0: Oh, uh, 100%. I already have to like three people.
1: Yeah, me too. And I'm I'm like rethink my recommendations and I'm like maybe read other things first so that you can like reading and then get this book.
0: Right. Like if you like reading and you want a tiny bit of fantasy and a more mature story, This is a great book. If you, it really, I really, it was so evocative. The imagery was fantastic. I felt like I was reading a movie. Like, I just felt like it was so well written, so well done. It was
1: great. Yeah. I mean, it really reads like somebody is telling you this story and it Mm -hmm. puts you there. Like, you know, there are so many ways, or there are so many books where you're like, I was in the story, but this is legitimately, you're in the story. Mm -hmm. Like, there are parts of it where you're reading as a first person you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be in the story you're just in it i loved it it's wonderful i would read it to my children you know like one chapter a night kind
0: of thing yeah i would too if i had any maybe i'll read it to my dog instead
1: i'll read it to tofu (laughs) Tofu.
0: (laughs) i don't have any either but you know my future may be children Mm
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah okay well that's great thanks so much for listening Find us on all yeah. the platforms. We're on Instagram at Podcast. We have a Facebook. website. Yeah. Oh, Facebook. our
1: website. FickFick's.wordpress.com. Facebook.com slash Podcast. We have been, like, absent from there. Sorry. We promised to get back on
0: there. <laughs> we'll do our best. But thanks so much for listening. If you have recommendations, find us wherever, whatever social media you prefer, and let us know what you want us to read next. We'll consider it.
1: We will consider it. And in the meantime, we'll read something else TBD because. Yeah, we, we haven't decided know. yet. I haven't read time have to start anything. There's a okay. great pool of books out there. But, anyways, okay, love you. Love Bye.
0: You. Bye.